bag with the remix. These boys are my sons like Phoenix. My city and state never ever seen this. Jimmy Neutron, I'm a young boy genius. On a futon, I'ma give her that penis. When this shit's done, I'ma fill up arenas. Ooh, like Gilbert Arenas. Shoot my shot, I'm still with the demons. Ooh, I keep it thorough. I got five chicks in New York, that means one in each borough. I'm in the pocket like Burl. When I'm back home, no, they treat me like Robert De Niro. Took her to talk about butter or churl. Took her home, gave her a cinnamon swirl. I left it in, now I got a one euro. Zeros on zeros on zeros. That's what my bank account balance say. I got a check from a shoe company, now I do anything in New Balance say. I bought her a plane to get out of state. I got me a shorty from Runaway, said I'm in town today. She said she coming over and she down to stay. I got a hit, she been playing that shit, so when she pull up on me, I know what she about to say. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options, I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing, I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top 10. Ladies and gents, back at it again, baby, episode 34. You know what to do, you know where we at. Woo! At the studio. Oh, We're back, baby. baby. I can't believe it. BFB 2020. <laughs> 2020. Maybe the only good thing in 2020. It might be. It or might maybe be. it just adds to the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough to say at this point, but... Uh, it's going to be a good season. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to take on a second job that doesn't pay anything. Yeah. That, <laughs> that I actually pay to do. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Huncho texts me today. He's, he's like, okay, I'm just finishing up at work. And nothing I enjoy more than sitting down, lighting a cigarette... Writing down my notes for the night's podcast, knowing all my work is happening while you've been working all week. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? And I mean, this app, granted, it is the first one, but uh, it might be one of my more unprepared apps. But yeah. you know what? No, Everybody I- knows Maddie's the brains behind the operation. I'm... Uh, I'm the glue guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I'm just worried about the dangerous precedent that this is going to set. No, 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 no. I totally forgot segments that we had. And True. And just like an NFL... It's been a long time. Yeah, and like you look at an NFL career, like the more they stay in the league, the lazier they get, right? Exactly. That's how they. That's how they stay in the league in the NFL. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. Okay, perfect. Well... I gotta say, episode 34, what a better way to start off a new season. Season 3 of the BFE, our 34th episode. Then, you like, there's no better way than just starting with a little uniform nugget. I know Gord wanted it. I know the fans wanted it. The faithful. Yeah, the right yeah. off the hop. Right off the hop. Um, basically, in terms of running backs, 34 is straight up hollowed ground. Uh, I was looking through the numbers. Basically, it's a who's who of Hall of Fame running backs. You have Bo Jackson, Earl Campbell, Walter Payton, Thurman Thomas, and Herschel Walker all rocking 34. They all live in Canton right now. Beautiful thing to watch. So naturally, it should come as no surprise that we've gone with the most obvious and deserving choice for this episode. Welcome to episode Ricky Williams of the BFB. <laughs> Big brother celebrity contestant. Dude, if there was ever a player that embodied the true spirit of this podcast... It's Ricky. It's the former Longhorn, Saint, Dolphin, Argonaut, Dolphin again, and Raven. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, he was on Big Brother and he's like all fucking spiritual and yeah. like chubby and shit oh yeah <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah it's... huge medical marijuana guy yeah yeah huge he's... recreational marijuana yeah. guy <laughs> <laughs> similar to us oh, oh baby. man well 
Well, we, we, we should say, like, while 34 has its share of legends that wore it, there's also a few duds. And we'd be remiss not to mention them. Rex Burkhead, Malcolm Brown, Isaiah Crowell, Niall Davis, <laughs> Lamont Jordan, Richard Mendenhall, Ruben Drones, Kevin Mack, Greg Pruitt, and your boy, Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen. <laughs> third down back. He's third, third down, down back. back. Right. Looked great in the fucking blue and white. Carved out a niche. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in the fucking big blue faithful. Oh my god. Okay, I like, honestly, all day I was just thinking, can't wait. Can't wait for the pod. Can't wait to record. It's so good to be back. And um, it's almost like we never left. <laughs> when you look at it, like the more things change, what's that saying? The more they stay the same. And it let's is. just go through it. We're in week two. Here's what we know. Gord loses to John. <laughs> Gord is leading the league in transactions. <laughs> and Gord's spending his FAAB like it has a fast approaching expiry deadline. <laughs> in fact, I was able to track down audio of Huncho counting how much he was about to drop on Devonta Freeman. In both the Triple F and the N40L, can you believe that I I, I got a little got a little in inside the uh, the Rundle Mansion, if you will? Here's Gordo counting his uh, his FAB. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, yeah, yeah, 27, 28, 29, 30, yeah, 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 Oh, oh man fuck. not unlike myself exactly not unlike yeah. myself we'll be getting that shortly <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it's good to be back it is it's good to be back like uh and and we had we had a good summer i had a you know i had a decent summer i would say it was <laughs> i had things happen i had lots of highs <laughs> lots of lows um but one of the things this summer that Maddie and I were kind of talking about was, and it, and it kind of correlates to our, our sponsor, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's the, what was it, Maddie, you said? Things that take time and patience? Oh, yeah. Days, basically, thinking of tonight's sponsor when we lined them up, we thought, you know, waiting for something is always well worth it. You know, it teaches you a little something, like, like this app. Well worth the wait. Well worth the wait. Just like a nice smoked cut of meat. Exactly. So who's exactly. our sponsor? The sponsor is uh, a new barbecue team that I recently uh, was lucky enough to be a part of. Founded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, co-founder. <laughs> and it's called uh, Bermuda Barbecue. And I got myself a nice Louisiana grill this year. And uh, she's a fucking smooth operator, boys, man. <laughs> Fuck, if you want... And I always did pride myself as a good cook. Maddie can attest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You back up your words. And uh, so now we've started the team, Bermuda Barbecue. And uh, it's with a couple buddies that live in the hood here. And our houses, well, one guy's house doesn't correlate in the in the, the triangle. Right. 
but uh, we call our houses the Bermuda Triangle here down in Rundle, and uh, so it was only fitting to start the Bermuda Barbecue Team. <laughs> okay, now is that the full story behind well, it? Like, <laughs> well. <laughs> There was a couple other guys in the neighborhood who also had a, bar- a bar- barbecue team, which is a good name. Always smoked. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I couldn't couldn't live it down that I wasn't on the team, so I started a bit of a a bit of a spite spite team. Back in the news again. That's right. The co-creator of Seinfeld has returned to his contentious ways. This time in the retail arena. Here's NBC's Josh Mankiewicz with more. Look, we've all experienced bad service before, but for most of us, there's not much you can do about it. Maybe you write a negative Yelp review, or maybe you just don't go back to the place. But Larry David has chosen a different path. This is Mocha Joe's, a small coffee shop serving the west side of Los Angeles. And this is Latte Larry's. Why two coffee shops right next to each other? We went to the man himself for answers. I was wrong. I was mistreated. I ordered a cup of coffee next door, this Mocha Joe's, and Josh, the coffee is cold. I politely asked for another cup of coffee. He banned me from the store. I couldn't live with it. So you're operating this place just out of spite? Yeah. It's a spite store. (laughs) It's a spite barbecue team. (laughs) It's definitely a spite barbecue team, but... Yeah, no, it was good. Good, yeah. good summer for the kid, man. You know, uh, Spike Barbecue Team. Uh, just about got my wedding ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it ended up happening, which was nice. It was yeah. a great day. Couldn't invite everybody that I wanted to, which sucked. But um, yeah, no, it was a good summer, Maddie. How was your summer, Maddie? It was an extended summer, an endless summer. Endless summer, yeah. <laughs> Soaked every last drop before work started up oh, again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Had a great one. Pretty productive. You know, I can drywall now, apparently. Yeah, very productive. Um, He's also a part-time carpenter, if anybody's yeah. looking for some flower built, boxes. Built a privacy screen. No, I was the I was the grunt. Oh, okay. Uh, Papa Len just bossed me around <laughs> everywhere. Pass me that bit. Pass me that drill. Here we go. So, yeah, no, it was great. Got was able to get to BC for a couple weeks. Real nice. Yeah. yeah. No complaints. Got yeah. to go to Gordo's wedding. Made the cut. Yeah, uh, on the on the stipulation that I was manning the grill. Yeah, so. <laughs> but everybody who actually did get to come, which, like I said, it sucks. I I couldn't invite everybody I wanted to from the get go, let alone after there was a bit of an ordeal with a Albert Health Services. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Matt, anybody who was coming, they were getting put to work. Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I didn't mind. It was it was fun. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Well, let's jump into it. We've yeah. got a few questions. Sounds like uh, the faithful have been um, chomping been at the bit. They've, They've been, been chomping itching. at the bit. So let's get into it. First question comes in from East Van Andy. And he writes in, This week saw a huge amount of injuries that really mucked up a lot of people's squads. My question is, who's next? Well... I mean, I don't know if I really even want to answer that question. It's tough. It's tough to, to predict an injury on a guy. But the thing is, there's so many injuries that we don't even hear about, man. If you look at the list of inactives on any team right now, it's huge. It's like eight, nine guys. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting year in terms of the inter, uh, injury bug. I think Showlife Shane was the one that said it. Majority of the injuries are soft tissue, so you got to wonder, like, is that 
be because it's been such a long period since they played, or is it because there wasn't any preseason games? There was no preseason, and there was no hitting in camps. That's pretty much it, right? Right. So that you don't have contact camps, right? Well, How is your body going to get ready? Because obviously you're not going as hard in camp. No, not allowed. Plus, well, I mean, if you're trying to make a spot, you might be going hard. But it's not like you're going to be fucking leveling guys. No, you're not leveling the team's number one receiver over no. the middle, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that definitely played a factor. I heard, actually, that the NFL was investigating the turf at MetLife. They were. They after were. all those injuries for the 49ers. And, uh, well, and Saquon, obviously, one of their start star running backs of the league out yeah. for an ACL like that's fucking terrible um but yeah so it did get investigated and it said it was up to snuff and then it got investigated again and it said it was up to snuff again but you have to think too there's a lot of Jets players that are hurt too yeah right yeah like that's you know what I mean obviously it's a bit of a thing maybe the cats oh man maybe the cats are in there shitting on the field or something making it too <laughs> yeah. slippery yeah who knows the barn cats just roaming at night toy story style yeah. nobody's watching <laughs> fuck man I, I actually saw I think Jamison Crowder's uh questionable to doubtful this week yes too, he is yeah along with Brashad the predator paraman yes and uh like, the guys that Sammy D has to throw to, it's like Braxton Berrios is WR1. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, God, those guys, uh, Josh Malone is another one, like, pardon? Yeah, you I, know? I feel sorry for uh, the fucking green machine over there. Well, I feel sorry for Darnold. I don't feel yeah. sorry for the Jets. They hired Adam Gase, True. knowing exactly who he was. He had proven it in Miami. And they were like, it, they're in their division. They're like, well, we saw this guy flounder, yeah. so... You know, maybe he'll he'll. Hey, uh, he'll grow. As Maddie and I just got Sports Center on in the background, but how about the Jays? <laughs> Haven't watched a lick. <laughs> Haven't watched a lick. Not a minute. <laughs> you know what? Exciting games. They're not bad, man. I mean, obviously, it's uh, kind of a asterisk season on baseball, but to get all those young players out there in the postseason early, that's uh, that's good, man. You like that? Uh, you like their manager Montoya? Is it Montoya? Yeah, I Montoyo? like Gibby way better. Gibby is right. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? The bats got cold out there a little bit. And, uh, pitching wasn't that great. Fielding wasn't great. You know, like, he was funny, but yeah. Montoya's good. Fuck. Anyway, so, what's your answer? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want anybody yeah, to get hurt. Yeah, we don't hurt. want anybody to get hurt. Maybe AJ Green, just based on his history. Or anybody rostered on Andy's team for bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> and John's, because he always beats me. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Man. Okay. We got lots of cues this week. Yeah. They yeah. All, everybody always sends him to Maddie because they know he's the the main guy and the runner of Whoa. the the coordinator of the show, which makes sense. You know, <laughs> I Matt? don't I don't doubt why one would <laughs> why would not send him to me, but that's okay. It's all right. Can you imagine having to rewrite all these questions that you got texted to you? <laughs> like they're doing you a favor. They know. They know your limits and they know your methods. So I know. And the Yeti, he's uh, he's been writing to me, but he didn't have a question this week. He's just you know he's checking in on the summer, making mm. sure I was doing okay. And, yeah, the Black know. Bear ate his uh, his his fucking tablet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's been out of commission. For yeah, a they, bit. they've got they forgot the iPad. They got yeah. eaten. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a tough summer for yeah. the guys. <laughs> Oh fuck. Okay. Question 2. This one's an inch. It's a it's a bit of an interesting thinker. Uh comes in from Big Daddy Pex and Linny. If you were a GM, would you take Pat Mahomes at 45 million 
or Cam Newton at one million for just one year, with the assumption that you can spend that other forty-four million elsewhere for your team. And my question back to Pecky is: Cam Newton under Bill Belichick, or Cam <laughs> Newton the Carolina Panther under Ron Rivera? Under Ron Rivera, right? Because if it's Cam Newton under Bill Belichick, he has looked great, and they're. I mean, obviously, they're not throwing the ball a ton, but they're rushing it, and they're getting scores. You know, they had a tight game against Seattle. Um, I would almost go, if we're going this year, I would go Cam Newton and spend the money on everybody else. Yeah, $44 million ain't nothing to sneeze at, that's no. for sure. Um, I'd, I'd wonder if, like, can I have Mahomes on the Chiefs? <laughs> if he's on his regular team, then yeah. I'd probably go Mahomes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. I thought we were making our own team. Okay, but so. yeah, okay, yeah. I guess he said if you were a GM, yes. starting your own team. Yeah. The so, I Beverly mean... Beverly Fantasy Bullies. Yeah, the... Who knows? Bong Rippers. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Bong Rippers. That's good. Fuck. Uh, uh, so, I think I would go Cam Newton and, and All-Stars around him. Yeah. It's hard to argue. I mean, like because I mean, think about the O line you could have. You oh. could have. You could have the best. Oh, you give you front five. Yeah, you go out there. You you if you're if you let's say, okay, we're going back to real teams. But like, let's say you're the Pats. You can go out. You can re-sign Logan Ryan for your secondary. You can go throw as much money as Jadavian uh, Clowney wants or needs. Yeah, you Jamal get him Murray. on the end. Yeah, you get you get these guys. Jamal Adams, yeah. Jamal Adams, sorry. Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray, though, man. He's been playing well. <laughs> X-Factor, baby. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, love those nugs. We love our nugs, Yeah, don't we? <laughs> we do big nug guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'd probably go Mahomes. Yeah. If it were me. Okay, okay. All right, uh, next question comes in. Robbie from the QMP. He said, how are you liking the new changes to the format of the Triple F and your thoughts on the COVID draft? And he has a second part after, but I, I think you should speak as commissioner of the Triple F about these rule changes, when you decided on them, and when you let everybody else in the league know about them. Well, rule changes happened at about 12 p.m. the day of the draft, I would say. Maybe a little bit later, probably closer to one. And uh, I went off the board, man, because you know what? I'm trying to have a fun league. I'm trying to have a fun league. And Superflex is fun. And it's hard. You know, like it makes it hard. You Your draft matters so much. Because yeah. the wire is so thin. It's so... It's the quarterback, extremely thin. The quarterback position in a Superflex league is, is non-existent. It's non-existent. You're, I went there... I, I like... I would like to improve my, my second quarterback. So then I could put him in the Superflex. Because I decided to go running back heavy. But I went to the quarterback wire, and it was literally Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Justin Herbert, and Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Sam Darnold. Those were my four options. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's tough. So you have to draft smart. Quarterbacks do have a little bit of a higher value, but you don't want to draft them too early. Right. Either. Yeah. And, uh, and the half-point PPR, I thought I'd just liven it up a little bit. Yeah, and I think, uh, as we've discussed in group chats and stuff like that, standard is going the way of the dinosaur. I think so. Half PPR is what most leagues are moving to, if not full PPR. Um, I think at the 
upcoming annual general general managers meeting of the N40L. <laughs> It'll be a table tabled to discussion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh for sure. But yeah, I I thought I'm I'm excited about it to be honest because I've never played in a league with a super flex and a flex. Um, I'm pumped because I loaded up on running back, so I can start two RBs and then two RBs again. Yeah, you could start four running backs. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and I thought the draft was pretty fun, given the fact that we drafted in week after week one yeah, was already after week played. One. And it was a little bit of a different strategy then, too. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I almost didn't even mind drafting a week after. Well, we'll see when it comes to playoffs, and we're like championship week, depending on how it, we set it up. No, it's still set up the same. Oh, so we just have one less regular season. So you just have one less regular season. Ah, game. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So not that really that big of a deal. It's good to have, uh, <coughs> Yeah. And I think, like, honestly, when you think about it, you nine times out of ten, you walk away from a draft feeling good about your team. Sometimes. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> not me in the 40 this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, there are exceptions. <laughs> yes. But most of the time, you walk away and you're like, okay, I at least got, like, X player or this player that I really wanted or their strategy that you wanted to implement worked. But then, fucking the weeks the season starts, yeah, and, and then like you get a week like week mode. two, and it it made me think of of uh, this version of this classic classic hit. Best laid plans, man. Yeah, man. That was me playing the recorder. Fuck. <laughs> that was you playing guitar. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. It's, oh. Uh, I know that's the way my other, like, I play in the Money League, which is 200 buck entry, which is lots. Baby. And, and that's what it is, except it's it's uh, three quarter PPR. So it's 0.75. Oh, shit. I didn't know yeah. that. And uh, it's the exact same. It's It's... Quarterback, uh, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back, tight end, wide receiver, running back, or tight end, and then QB, wide receiver, running back, tight end. Okay. And uh, it, it works pretty good, and, and I think it's fun, and I think it's hard. It's it's the hardest league. Well, obviously, every league is hard to win. Yeah. But Unless you're Johnny. Yeah, unless you're Johnny. <laughs> yeah. It. But it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's going to be good. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Part two, just let's do this one quickly. He also asked, am I nuts to sit Stefan Diggs going into a matchup against Jalen Ramsey this week? No, I think you, he's a must start. He's yeah. a must start. He's been playing well. He's Josh Allen's favorite target. Oh, and huge. Jalen Ramsey's good, but like fucking Gallup beat him in game one hard. You yeah, know what I Gallup's mean? underrated. But Gallup agreed. is underrated. Agreed. But Stephon- Gallup's... Gallup's not Stefan Diggs. No, he hasn't been doing it as long as Diggs for sure. And uh, Diggs is averaging 120 yards per game. You gotta put him in. Fucking you right. You gotta play. I'm him. starting him. Yeah, I'm starting him. I yeah. got him in one of my leagues. Beauty. Well, positive news. This next question comes in from a uh, from a guy that was near and dear to our hearts, but far away in uh, in distance. He's now back home. So the former Regina Vagina, 
Big Dick Nick is back in Edmonton, and we yeah. couldn't be happier to have him back. He kept, he was pumped when I told him Pod is back. You got any yeah, cues? He oh, he writes in, guys. Glad to hear the Pod is back up and running. Two parter coming at you. Let's talk Eagles. Over <laughs> under seven and a half wins this year, and does Carson Wentz finish as a QB one, i.e. in the top twelve? I'm gonna go no to the QE QB one. Yeah. I don't think he will. I've I've had Carson Wentz in the keeper league in the and that other league I'm in is a keeper league. Oh so right, it's three keepers. I've had him for a couple fucking years, and he has disappointed me each year. And he <laughs> always does not finish in the top twelve. So no, I don't think he's gonna fucking be trending upwards anytime soon. Do I think the Eagles might win eight games? Yeah, maybe. I think they could probably win eight, but that's it. Well, let's look at their schedule coming up here. They've got, holy boy. Okay, so they took on, they've got two losses already, 0-2. One to Washington, yeah. did not see that coming. And then they lost to the Rams last week. They've got Bengals, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens, Giants coming up in the next five. So two of those are losses for sure. Yeah. They're going to lose Three, to the Steelers. Probably. Yeah, they're going to lose to the Steelers. The Ravens. The Ravens. And the 49ers, if they get healthy, will will beat them. Yes. So they're at oh, or 1 in 5, maybe. At, yeah, at that point, they'd be 1 in 5. Yeesh. The, uh, maybe they don't get 8 wins, man. Man, it's hard to say because you look at the rest of the schedule. They go Giants, Cleveland, Seahawks, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas again. No, they won't get eight wins. Yeah. I didn't even look at the schedule. After seeing that, they ain't no, getting eight. They ain't getting eight. And man. yeah, and a large part of that will be because of the play of Wentz. And yeah, so I'll say that no and no. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Perfect. Moving along. Moving along. Okay. We're, we're speeding through this episode. Yeah, well, you don't say that too soon because this <laughs> next question's a lengthy one. <laughs> Okay, words can't describe the joy that is soaring in my heart knowing that you guys are back and recording. As I've mentioned before, you guys and this movement is integral to our community and your episodes lift the spirits of each member that hear it. <laughs> Thank you, boys. The excitement I have simply can't be described. As we know, change and growth is vital for improvement. In fact, you may have noticed the amazing improvements to Abbotsfield Mall, now known as Riverview Crossing. <laughs> They've even added a new library. What an impactful choice for our special little community. So my question is this. Who do you guys think has and will be the most impactful free agent addition to their new team? I can't wait to hear your responses. And thanks for being pillars in our community. Ben Benson, Community League President. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, ben, that is Benny. touching. That's, that is a, that's nice. a touching little note. You know who... I, this one, I think, is a little bit off the board. Ooh. But, not off the board, but I think Melvin Gordon in Denver. Because, really? <laughs> because now that they have no QB, hmm. yeah. I, and they have no Cortland Sutton. Not a Jeff Driscoll guy, hey? Not a Jeff Driscoll <laughs> guy. And um, Jerry Judy is injured. He is running the questionable tag right now. Yeah. So he might be back this week. Melvin Gordon is their best player. Yeah, well, especially, yeah, especially with Lindsay out with that turf. Exactly, ball. exactly. He's so the most. He's the most uh, dynamic. He yeah. can do it all. He can rush. He can fucking catch. Yeah, he is gonna be 
one of the most valuable people to the team he signed on. That's yeah, that's a really good answer. I mean, in fantasy, we like to think about the offensive side, obviously, uh, of the ball. Just popped into my mind. I think maybe DeForest Buckner in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, on the D line, he's he manhandles people, so that could be a huge one. It kind of depends on Phil uh, and how the thrill, yeah, no birth control pill does over there. You know, uh, nice Midwest boy in a Midwest state. Um, but my pick was actually we talked about him a little bit earlier, Cam Newton. Yeah, in New England. He's been lights out, and for the price you got him at, uh, he is doing it with his legs. He's doing it with his arms on that on that Sunday nighter. Uh, they were talk uh, they were talking about the zip he's got on the ball, and honestly, he hits Edelman in the hands at I the know. back of the end zone. That and that's the difference between the the tire and going to overtime. And I don't know, Cam Cam looks like like. He the looks loss cab, of, man. Yeah, he exactly. looks like super cam. Yeah. He looks like the guy that was the 2013 MVP. Yeah. The guy that lost to Denver, Peyton Manning yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's who he looks like. Yeah, he's and, looking real good. And him and Belichick, as goofy as Cam Newton is, Belichick is going to fucking take that guy <laughs> and mold him into a fucking winner. <laughs> Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, and what? Like, is. is... <laughs> Come in my laboratory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I Come mean, take like, a look at my playbook. Like, he, he doesn't even have a leg to stand on. Calling Cam out for his fashion. Do you see what Belly showed up in that press conference this yeah. week? There, looked like <laughs> the, the guy got fucking ma- uh, mauled by a bear on the way in. <laughs> like, yeah, it looks like my dad cutting grass at the farm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks like every shirt Kellen tried to own in high school. <laughs> <laughs> homeless Kellen. I Loved homeless Kellen, man. Oh, but fuck. that's the thing, Kellen still dresses homeless. Man. Yeah. Like, he fucking, yeah, okay, buddy, you make enough money to Six wear a fucking figures. shirt from the Gap, yeah. okay? Like Six figures in American money. Yeah, oh my god. Well, you know, I got this one from Urban Outfitters. Yeah. yeah. Of course you did smell it. Fuck. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, this is a new listener. Um, new, first time writing in. This one comes in from Clickbait Clark mm. in the Grove. And again, another two-parter. Guys can't get enough. No, they're, they're into it. This We're into it. This one, here we go. With the Bears 2-0, and is Mitch Trubisky going to take the Chicago Bears to the playoffs? Absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> Second part. With New Orleans all in, does Breeze's early season struggles have their Lombardi Trophy dreams in jeopardy? Absolutely it does. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if it's too early to be writing off Drew Brees, but given those two games, he has not looked. No, he hasn't great. looked good. He's looked like shit. No, and I he, kept him in my other league. Right, and it makes sense. Like, how long, if it continues, does uh, Sean Payton hold off on putting Taysom Hill under center? Uh, Taysom Hill's a gadget guy, man. You don't I, think? Or Jameis? I guess Jameis. No, right? they'd put in Jabu for sure. They're not gonna put. They're not gonna put fucking Taysom Hill in there. Well, Taysom Hill's their gadget player that they use very well, and he's a good player. He's a little switch army knife. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking Taysom Hill, but I don't think he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but there's the... only there's only I would say twenty to twenty five guys in the world. That can be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, 100% yes, there's 32 agree. teams, yeah. but they're not all no. Fully I, starting I 100% quarterbacks. agree. I yeah, we just like Jeff Driscoll is, exactly. is playing right. So yeah, I I agree with that. But looking at it from the from another perspective, 
who got the the two year contract between Jameis and Taysom? It True. was Taysom. Yeah. Right. But they Tays- gave Jameis. They let Jameis hang out there. He just kind of came in on a last, like right towards the end of free agency. You got to think they see more than just. Uh, Taysom's old, man. He's like 31 years old. He's like or 30 years old. Yeah, but he's lived a good Christian life. <laughs> and you know that body's preserved because he's treating that thing like a temple. I know, not like us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I think, like, if Drew continues it, obviously, yeah, that's uh, going to write off the Saints. Yeah, I think so, too. As man. Drew goes, the and Saints go. So, the NFC South, I mean, you've got Tom fucking brady too right yeah not so, looking not looking not too looking, hot not looking too hot but he's gonna get used to it and bruce arians is a great coach so yeah i mean sean payton's a good coach too except for the whole you know like um bountying guys and stuff <laughs> like that right but yeah that's uh, true but then you also have who else tennessee no, no i'm fucking talking a- out of my ass in the afc new orleans tampa Tampa, Carolina, Carolina, garbage, and um, who else is in the NFC South? <laughs> Rusty. Oh, shit. Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. yeah. So he's in tough, you know, I mean, Atlanta obviously blows games, but <laughs> um, they're still not a bad team. Yeah. True. Gage. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, listen. <laughs> if we're talking Atlanta receivers, the first name out of our mouths shouldn't be Gage. What? <laughs> <laughs> Russell? My boy Russ? Russ? What do you call a guy with no arms and legs hanging out in a pile of leaves? Fuck. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you know what? What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs hanging out in front of a fucking doorway? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Matty Ice and Marty Bathwater. Oh, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let's move along. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Not for the stats. Fucking right, yeah. Uh, the dad comedy. All right, next question. Show Life Shane. Um, it's pretty straightforward to the point. Is it too early to say that the New York that New York has the two worst football teams this year? <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Um, yeah, like they're not good, but but don't worry. Drop twenty five scoots on Devonta Freeman; he'll fix everything. Oh yeah, he's a downhill runner, man. Downhill yeah, runner. Yeah, it doesn't In matter that he'll have no fucking time. No, he has zero time. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean they're bad. Uh, they're bad. I think the Giants are going to be better than the Jets this year. Hopefully. Yeah, I would but, tend to agree with that, but it's hard to think of teams that are worse than those two. Like even Cincinnati with Joe Burrow don't doesn't look that bad. Joe Joe's a competitor, man. Yeah, he's a player. He's gonna keep him in for sure. Um, and Dwayne Haskins, hey, yeah, game manager. He's getting that team. They're two or what are they? Two and zero. He's just like a Washington football team. A new Adam Smith. Alex. Alex Smith. God. <laughs> Kids are rusty. <laughs> Haven't even sparked up yet. Uh, not yet. Well. <laughs> but we're heading around the NFL soon. Yeah, exactly. And we do. <coughs> Teddy, of course, <coughs> is here. We did. <coughs> Fuck. We forgot to introduce Teddy. We didn't even introduce our boy. <coughs> Sound engineer extraordinaire. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Best roommate a guy could ask for. Let me go talk to him for a sec <laughs> here. Fuck. Okay, good. Um, because this one is straight for you, so you might need to think about this. Okay. 
This is our uh, final question of the evening, or of the episode, and it just starts like this. Gord got married? Like it actually happened? <laughs> Shitting me? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Finding that out has thrown me in a downward spiral that I still haven't found a way out of. Food has lost its taste, days just melt together, and the bottle don't take away the pain. <laughs> I simply don't know how I'll go on. So my question is for Gord... And it's simple. How dare you? How dare you? That one comes in from Doris at the crest. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know, man. Doris, I'm sorry, gal. Fucking I, uh, breaking hearts, man. I know. Breaking hearts and ripping darts, you man. shitting me? Yeah, you shitting me? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I did, and, and like I said, it was a fucking rocky goddamn road, man, like, it was, uh, it was not an easy task, which it, which it shouldn't be, right, but that's a story for another time. Okay, sure. That's yeah, a story stop for talking before time. I keep digging that Yeah. Deeper, <laughs> well, you gonna talk to Ted? I'm gonna talk to Ted. Okay, that's all good, because we're gonna about to, uh, embark... On uh, the first first go round of pass it around the NFL for this season, pass it around, Ferda, and uh, there's no other way to start pass around the NFL than by treating our ears to some candy <laughs> with Gregordo's punishment, raw and uncut. Nobody tell me nothing. Yeah, he. Okay, you you know the song better than I do. Oh man, you know, half down, cross down, living like a rock star. Yeah, I know the song pretty well. Yeah, I was pumped. I was pumped that you actually did know the uh, remix. Mm. When he would spit that Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> baby's got a half down man rings and fender sports bras. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh man, that was a good time. That was, was a good time. That was fun, man. Yeah. That, <coughs> the punishment. Honestly, could have been a lot worse. Hey, you took it like a champ. Great sport about everything. You look the part. Look the part. A star is born, basically. A star is born. <laughs> yeah. Well, it got me looking up some other punishments. <laughs> oh. And uh, these were some other ones just for the future winner of your respective league, league to think about. Um, these were done in some other leagues, and I thought they some of them really stood out as good ones. So, 
the first one is uh, in a league. They made their the loser dress up as a cat, a human cat, and then go watch the movie Cats in theaters. <laughs> that is good. Well, that was pretty good. I heard another one where uh, for an entire season of The Good Doctor, when The Good Doctor was on TV, a guy, the loser, had to write a book report about each episode and then tell it to the boys. Fuck. Another one, a league made uh, their loser do a series of makeup tutorial videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't even be bad because nobody would watch it. Well, unless he blasts social media with it. Like, yeah. everybody just sends it out. Uh, this one was pretty good. They got their loser to unsolicited uh, stay at a bar bathroom all night as the bathroom attendant. <laughs> they wouldn't let him leave. <laughs> That one is good. That one's that pretty one good. Is funny. And then this one is, uh, I'm sure the ladies would hate it, but uh, you know those stickers, those fathead stickers? Fat. Like you can you can order them online. They are like a full-size sticker you put on your wall of like your favorite NFL player. So like if I were to get a Miles Garrett, it would be like a six foot four okay, sticker okay. of him, of his body. So in this league, they make uh, the winner gets to get a fat head sticker made of himself and the loser has to put it in their bedroom for a full calendar year. Oh my god. And the winner gets to pick the pose. So the one I saw was the loser was a new dad and the winner uh, sent a picture of him cradling the trophy just like the guy was cradling his son. Oh my god. Which is pretty fucking good. Yeah, that the broads would not. No. Can you just imagine like a fucking five foot nine sticker of John? Staring at you while you slept. Oh my god. Probably with a can of like fucking sauerkraut in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That one wouldn't fly. No, but fuck. But funny nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you got anything for Pass It? Well, I think we got to talk about Tarod Taylor's. That's the headline of the week. Yeah, it's That's the most the headline. fucked line it's of fucked. the week. So Tarod Taylor. Knows that his NFL career is going a little bit down the tube, so he's in a reenactment of Pulp Fiction when <laughs> John Travolta stabs Uma Thurman in the chest with with the adrenaline. You're right. She yeah. overdoses on heroin. She's also his boss's wife. Right. Marcellus Wallace. Okay. Right? Yeah. Anyway. So Tarod gets fucking poked by his own team doctor and yeah. punctures his lung. Punctures, yeah. Insane. Wild. Insane. Dr. Nigel was like, this is so fucked. Yeah, who's their fucking doctor? Dr. Nick? (laughs) Hi, everybody. Yeah, like, (laughs) oh, man. Oh, man, fucking Tarod Taylor's going to be like fucking Greg, man. With leg for an arm Ah. and arm for a leg. Hi, Greg. (laughs) Hi, if it isn't my favorite patient, Greg. (laughs) With an arm for a leg and a leg for an arm. Okay, but I did a little digging about this doctor. He's had, he's been a huge problem basically for a while and they haven't addressed it. He's got two DUIs. He was rated by the DEA for writing himself 108 prescriptions. Malpractice for severing a patient's artery. Malpractice lawsuits for multiple career ending misdiagnoses. And he actually lost his surgery license in 2013. Somehow, How is this guy the team doctor? Somehow employed. I don't know. It's fucked. That's wild. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Poor Tarod. Poor Tarod. 
But found out today, I did not know this, uh, Stu, the Trouser Snake, a.k.a. Sweatpant Boners, has a Buffalo Bills Tara jersey. Nice. Matches his CJ Spiller. <laughs> <laughs> I do not mind the Bills jerseys. The all whites are nice. Yeah, they got nice. They got a nice set of unis. They really, they really kind of went back to the old school look. Mm-hmm. That looks really, really good on on the field. Um, earlier this week, Dak Prescott was uh, basically pretty open about how uh, all COVID and the lockdown and quarantine has affected him. Basically, saying that he was fighting depression, like many people, I'm sure, are with yeah. everything going on. Um, and then he was. Uh, promptly roasted by skip bayless that fucking talking fuck um for basically being like you're the you're the quarterback of the dallas stars you don't have time to be depressed blah 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 <laughs> kind of thing stars like, i didn't know they had a quarterback fucking mike medano <laughs> <laughs> fucking ed belfort <laughs> eddie the eagle also a guy oh. who's got a few DIs. yeah if you want to see a great do- <laughs> dewey pick oh man <laughs> yeah eddie belfort is good <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, he's like, you're the, yeah, Cowboys. You don't have time. (coughs) Rusty. To be depressed. To be depressed. Um, But what I thought was really cool was how people came to his aid. Not that he needed it, but came to his defense, basically. Like, Aaron Rodgers came out. It was quoted as saying, Other people's opinions of Dak have nothing to do with him. That's their own insecurities about their inability to deal with their own shit, probably. Um, yeah, which, that's good on him. Yeah, big time. And, uh, this was caught by... Also coming from a guy who's disowned his whole family, but... True, but, you know, it's it's nobody's place to comment on somebody else's mental health. No. Right? And, like, to do it in a public forum, to, you know, to a guy that, like, Dak's never been in trouble. Dak's no. always been a great dude, you know, to the media, to the fans, to his organization. Like, there's no need. There's yeah, no yeah, need. You know, the guy's just putting his soul out there but i think like obviously we saw it hit with with other people and this was kind of cool the uh the atlanta falcons caught this with their twitter feed but it was hayden hurst running out to the middle of the field after their game against the cowboys and he just uh gave dax some props hey i got a lot of respect for what you did came out and talked about me and my mom have a foundation about suicide prevention yeah respect the hell out of you for talking about it man absolutely yeah Real nice, and especially when you when you know the background story of Hayden Hurst and uh, his attempted suicide, um, uh, coming out of college. So, yeah, I think like it took a lot of uh, a lot of nuts for Dak to do that, and it's good on him. And yeah, fuck totally. you, Skip Bayless, for bringing that shit up. Yeah, Skip's a. But he's just looking for clicks. Totally. Yeah. Like clickbait. Like Clark. Clark. <laughs> Clark. <laughs> it's, it's a tongue twister. Yeah, it is a bit sure. of a tongue twister. Oh man, that Dallas Atlanta game is pretty crazy, eh? It was uh it was a fucking shootout. Do you think the Atlanta recovery team didn't know the rule about the onside kick? Is that how they recovered it? Because they legit know. waited till it got to ten yards. Like hovered around it. They can touch it at any point. They can touch it at any point, but it has to be past ten yards for them to get the ball back. No. Not for the receiving team. They can get oh, it at any point. Oh, not for the receiving team, yes. For the sorry. kicking team, yeah, yeah. They have to wait 10. But the receiving team waited until it crossed 10, too. Yeah, that's They uh, fucked up. That's, that's, a, slip that's up. a coaching error for yeah. sure. Um, speaking of that game, the Falcons are the first team since 1933 to lose a game despite scoring 39 points and having zero turnovers. 
Thanks to our friends at Elias Sports Bureau for that one. Uh, <laughs> up until Sunday, teams that had that go, had that scenario were 440 and 0. Really? <laughs> That's pretty fucking crazy. That is crazy. Well, I mean, 39 points and no turnovers, but Dallas was playing well too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, kind of funny thing happened. So Indianapolis allowed a few fans into uh, Lucas Oil uh, for their recent home game. And at the end of the game, Darius Leonard took off his gloves and threw them to some kid in the stands. And then he gets back to the locker room, sits down, and he looks down at his finger and realizes <laughs> his wedding ring came off in his glove. <laughs> so he had to like take to Twitter <clears throat> to get his wedding ring back. I'm pretty sure he got it, but like he was just getting... Like, fans were just... Let yeah, have it I'm bit. running the rubber, the rubber unit right now. So if it gets lost, no big deal. I got four other ones at home. I thought for years you told people you were uh, allergic to rubber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I played with fire a few times. So that's for sure. <laughs> oh fuck the. Uh... History is going to be made on Sunday in the Washington-Cleveland game. It'll be the first time that there are female coaches on both sidelines and a female official. So Washington has coaching intern Jennifer King. The Browns have chief of staff Kaylee Brownson and official Sarah Thomas are all set to uh, to take part in that game and then make some history. Yeah, revolutionary for the old NFL. Which is pretty sick. And then uh, we'll end this. Do you have anything else for around the NFL? Um, oh, yeah, you do. I was just going to oh, say... Oh, do you want to end on it? Yeah, well, we can end on it, or... Yeah, let's let's maybe end on it, because you got... Do you have a clip for it, too? Yeah, I got a little okay. clip. Yeah, 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 so... Yeah. So, 19 years ago, yes. today, yeah. Mr. Tom Brady, arguably the best quarterback of all time, took over for Drew Bledsoe in a game prior... Bledsoe was hurt. Right. Brady has to come in. Yes. 19 years! Yeah, that's crazy. And 19 years. This later. year, I mean, he had a bit of a a bit of a breakup, <laughs> I guess, right? With, you know, Belly, Mr. Robert Kraft, um the whole organization. The whole really, organization, like, but yeah. you know, I mean, you got to give him. He's had a great career. Great career. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um it was a bit of a It's going to be interesting though. I'm excited to actually watch them on separate uh teams yeah i think so i think it's cool too i mean wayne gretzky played for the kings yeah and the st louis blues (laughs) and (laughs) the new york rangers so i mean good point yeah you know michael jordan was a was a wizard (laughs) exactly exactly but i mean the divorce i think it had tom brady feeling pretty uh pretty good about it ride around and bump the horn and shit like motherfuckers get married Tom Brady's just too nice of a guy. He doesn't want to talk about the old yeah, organization exactly. like that, right? Too much respect. Too much respect. respect. guy. Yeah, you got it. Oh, man. Um, well, it, we'll just end this pass around the NFL on a bit of a sad note. Uh, running back, former Chicago Bear, Gale Sayers, passed away. Um, I don't think he gets his props as uh, one of the 
one of the old school running backs that was just dominant. Uh, he was an electric player, all pro in his first five seasons, two-time rushing champ, incredible return man as well. Um, and if you haven't seen it, uh, I'd highly recommend watching the movie Brian's Song. Uh, and it's it was originally, I think, filmed in the late 70s, early 80s. And then there was a remake. Don't go with the remake. Watch the original. Um, but basically, it's uh, the story of Brian Piccolo <coughs> and Gail Sayers, who are competing for the same spot in the Bears' backfield. Started off as rivals. True story, uh, obviously. And uh, started out as rivals, became best friends. And then, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, Brian Piccolo was diagnosed with cancer. So it was, uh, it's kind of how that evolved in that season, but heart, have the tissues ready. You've been warned. Ooh. It's a tough one to watch, but, uh, it's, it's well worth it. So rest in peace, Gale Sayers. All right. Oh, baby. <laughs> Something about that song. Oh, man. We back, baby. We back. And and not only... I got a couple bounce back boys yes. tonight. Yes. I, oh. I mean, my first bounce back boy of season three, BFB 2020. I guess we didn't do a BFB in 2020 because oh. we never did one in the new year. Well, let's be honest. We never we typically do a draft show. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. COVID, man. Blaming yep, COVID. Blaming COVID. Even and though Matt missed, and I have been hanging out for yeah. a while, but whatever. This week one. But you know what? This we're here now. One. Yeah, we're, we're here, here now. now. So I mean the first bounce back boy is the pod itself. Right? Because we back, baby. Yeah, we are back. We are back. We are back. And we're gonna be coming at you guys weekly. Yes. As we do. As much as we can. As much as we can. <laughs> I mean, Kids got lives. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? I think like you like you after try to not, make time for the boys. Right. After not doing it, after taking the time off, you kind of forget. Um, obviously, it's a lot of work, but it's also something I look forward to in the week recording. Absolutely. You know, and uh, like it engages us with not only guys in the in the football league we're playing in or the leagues we play in. But other buddies that are that are into it, that listen totally. to it, you know. So I think it's a social thing too. So yeah, I'm I'm pumped we're back, regardless if it's week three or whatever. We're back. Oh, we're I'm back, pumped. baby. We're Woo! back. We're nice. back. So I mean, that's the main bounce back boy. Yeah, that's not even the one I had written down on my piece of computer paper. <laughs> nice. That one was going just, off script. That one was just off the cuff, furta. <laughs> right. But I mean, this week's, and it, I know it's the first bounce back boy and. And every segment this week is the first one, so <laughs> yeah. I should have maybe tried a little harder. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going with my boy, and it's a bit of a homer pick, but I think my boy Daniel Jones oh. is going to be bouncing back against a tough matchup next week versus the Niners. Wow. The, the secondary oh. is depleted. Okay. Right? Yeah. We got no run game. All we got is Deion Lewis. And Wayne Gallman. So I think what about Devonta? You don't think he's going to play this week? I think Devonta is going to play. I'm going to have to start him in fantasy leagues because I have nobody <laughs> else to start. And I think he might get a goal line carry and get a tutty. No, you're hopeful that he gets a goal line carry and a tutty. Exactly. Yeah. But 
I think that he's going to be slinging it. I think he's going to be throwing it all over the place, trying to spread out the D. Like I said, secondary, Sherman's not playing. So Ingram on the way up too then. Mm. He's been a little bit down. Like, who's he going to throw it to? Darius yeah. Slayton for sure. Slayton. Ingram. Ingram. Is Golden, uh, Golden Tate back? Mm. I think he might, he Golden might be Tate on the verge. Is, Golden Tate is back, but Sterling Shepard is out. Yes, yes, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, but... Slayton owners... Slayton would, owners, he's got value. He's a must lots, start. Yeah, lots of value. Volume. Week, for sure. He's a volume yep. start. Um, But, I, you know, I just, I'm going with my boy D. Jones. I think, he, I don't think many guys are starting him, but if you had to, I think I would. Yeah. You know what? I just dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> Not like just now, but earlier this week, I, I dropped him. I think him. he's going to go for about 280. Wow. Okay, that's not actually wow. No, that he should be throwing for two eighty. Exactly. Okay, but I think he's getting three through the air. Okay, so interesting. I bet a couple of those, if they do happen, will be tight ends. Because you got to look at that receiving court. Yeah. Even if Tate's back, he's back off an injury. So you got Slayton and Ingram and Ingram and yeah. Dion Lewis out of the backfield. Yeah, Corey Coleman got cut off the practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> Tough break. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, shit. Sick. Bounce back for the week. Bounce back. First bounce back. Perfect. Okay. United by unions. Here we go. (laughs) So much to talk about, but I'm going to just keep it. Like, there's a lot of little nuances we can talk about, but I thought, you know what? I got to save something for the the weeks to come. So I'm just going to break down Bathwater's rankings of the seven new uniforms we saw over this offseason. Number one. The Cleveland Browns. Back to what the Cleveland Browns should look like. That is exactly what the team should look like. Bring yeah, back the traditional stripes. The socks. I like how they brought back the orange pants uh, and the white pants. You know, it's a sharp looking uniform. Chargers were a very close second, but obviously I'm going to make my pick. It's um, my team. Mm-hmm. My podcast. <laughs> so It's our podcast. Our podcast. But it really belongs to everyone else. Right? Yeah, Whatever. it is. It is for everybody else. Yeah, but we get the final say. So I'm going uh, Cleveland Browns number one. Uh, I love it. There's, I like there's, the Browns jerseys. There's really nothing I would change about them. No, they're honest. nice. Man. Yeah, they're I really, nice. I really enjoy them. Number two, close, close second, the Chargers. The yellow is bright on the field. I'll give you that for sure. But they look traditional. The powder blue, the yeah. numbers on the helmet, the option now, the yellow pants or the white pants, the the blue jersey, and then the keeping with like the newer part with their all dark oh, navy blue one, yeah, right? And nice. then the royal blue one. It's a great uniform set. That team is looking sharp. At number three, a bit of a surprise because they are they're at number three because they didn't do a whole lot. Is the Indianapolis Colts minor minor changes? They changed their number font. They put it as they introduced a secondary logo that they don't even use. They put it on the collar of their jersey, but they're in number three because they didn't mess up a good thing. They've no, got they such nice a nice uses. uniform, yeah. and there's no need to fuck around with it. So good for them. They're in at number three. At number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they could only go up. Yeah, they could. And fucking put away the calculator numbers. Let's go back to the Rondé Barber, Mike Allstott, Warren Sapp. Derek Brooks era, the John Lynch era, you know, yeah. the, the red with the pewter pants, all white combo for the, for the road jerseys. And then they introduced the all pewter, uh, jersey. Yeah. The gray, the gray. And boy, 
It's nice. And that's nice. And inside info, they will be debuting those this week. Ooh. So look for that. Heard it here first. Yeah. There were some that were upset that they didn't go with the creamsicles, but they only introduced three. So you got to think, maybe they introduced it somehow as a fourth alternate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing that's fucking them over is this one shell rule for the helmets. They can't go the white bucko bruces. You know, they still have to have the pewter helmet. So I don't know how it would how it would work. Who knows? Hopefully the NFL gets away with that. There's rumors that it's leaving after this season. Cross your heart. Hope to die. Let's go. <laughs> okay. At number five, we've got the New England Patriots. Not many people like this change for the Pats. I I actually quite a quite a big fan. I like them. I think they did a great I think job. Awesome. Getting rid of the silver pants, rocking the navy blue pants full time for both sets of the unis uh, is a great choice. The one thing I would change. You look at the uniform now, they're white, red, navy, blue. Why do they still have silver helmets? They should be white helmets or they should have gone red. Something yeah. like that. Switch it up. I don't know. The silver is one thing I would change. But other than that, I like the vertical stripe on the shoulders. You know, kind of like a Virginia uh, Virginia Tech mm-hmm. look. It looks, it looks real nice. At number six, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I debated actually putting them last. Because... These jerseys, there is so much promise, there is so much history with this franchise, and then they go out and they put out these things. I know, they're not, they're okay. They're not, no, they're not great. <laughs> like, you hear the Best Buy jokes, the Ikea jokes. The best joke I heard about them is that their numbers look like they're made out of fruit roll-ups. Oh, because they're like, they <laughs> they're, have an ombre. Yeah, and there's like, oh, and there's like a, a I don't sheen mind the ombre, I think that's kind of true. Oh, I don't know. And then they incorporated the, the gradient... And they don't have white jerseys. They've got bone jerseys. Yeah, like, yeah. There's there's a few. And like the major inconsistencies between the home jersey and the road jersey. Like you don't have the same striping patterns on both. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like you're making a uniform. A uniform is, is supposed to be set and consistent. <laughs> I don't know. They fucked up basically. I like the color combo, but that's pretty much it. The royal blue on the helmet is nice, though. <laughs> okay. And in last place are the Atlanta Falcons. Or the ATL Falcons. They don't even like writing Atlanta. They no. hate the whole word. ATL. Um, ATL, baby. And they, I'll give them that the, the uniform looks better on the field than I anticipated. It doesn't look that bad. I'm just waiting till they rock the gradients. The all-black bottoms that go into red as it rises to the top. Yeah, like the Rough Riders. Oh. The Ottawa Rough Riders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> red blacks, whatever they are. You know? So I just think they could... They Again, another team that has a great traditional uniform. Even if they don't want to go all the way back, you know, rock... Rock the er, the the red helmet ones if you want, or um, rock the early Michael Vick ones, something along those lines. But I, I think they just dropped the ball on it. Some of their numbers, some of their like, I think their number one looks like a number seven because they've got these weird like hawk hook on the end. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just I don't know. Could have been better. And those are my uniform rankings of the new uniform, <laughs> and that's it. I I think I did. I restrained myself pretty much. I there. would say so. I yeah. would say so. Well, I wanted yeah, and then I also found this um, this to be pretty cool. Uh, let me pull it up here. With the advent of television, teams became concerned with not only how they played, but how they looked, and for the first time, careful attention was paid to the uniforms. For example. The Baltimore Colts' distinctive helmets were first worn in 1954, but in the original design, the 
the open end of the horseshoe was pointed down instead of up. And the mother of George Shaw, the Colts quarterback, was aghast because of an Irish superstition that said no good luck would come if the horseshoe was pointed down. Fred Schubach, the equipment manager, did some research and found she was right, so they turned them the other way around. But it took four more years before the Colts realized any good fortune. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm glad you dug that clip up from old Grandma Mary. <laughs> Buddy, I got my my research goes a long way. You know this. You know this. Your old the old Irish grandma. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck. You know, you want to start off on a good foot. And as Dion always says, You gotta look good. Look good. Play good. Play good. Pay good. Pay good. Live good. Live good. You know, eat good. That good. <laughs> <laughs> that's United by Unis. Oh, man. It's, oh, it is a favorite segment of the pod. Oh, of course. It gets the people talking. You it know, does. and I've been thinking about new things to talk about. I've got a, <laughs> I legit have a note on my phone that's entitled Uni Topics, and I'm listing. I'm listing. Oh. Research is happening. Research is happening. Actually, did you hear that Deion Sanders just got named head coach of Jackson State University? No. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's crazy. He rolled in in the press conference. He had a full marching band and then drove in like a Cadillac with full tinted windows popped out of it and then walked on the stage. That's how he made at Jackson State. <laughs> yeah. And then right away, uh, there were rumors. He's since said that they're not real, but there were rumors that his coaching staff would be Jason Phillips, offensive coordinator, Terrell Owens, wide receiver coach, Warren Sapp, defensive line coach, Mario Edwards, senior, defensive backs coach, and Dennis Thurman, defensive coordinator. But he came out, he's like, whoa, 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 that ain't confirmed yet. That ain't confirmed yet. So, but there's talk like they're just going to make it into an old NFL boys club with these, like, with like this lower end yeah. university. <laughs> Fuck. Well, that um, would be fun to play for, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Prime? Right. Prime? He's all about the having fun. Exactly. Football's fun. Football's fun. Fantasy is fun. Potting is fun. Yeah, you got to remind yourself these things sometimes. Okay. Feldman's field good of the week. He gave us two. Feldy sent in this week. He said, here's a little spin on the field good. First story. Soliciting prostitution charges against Robert Kraft (laughs) have been dropped. (laughs) The Florida 4th District Court of Appeal found in August that Jupiter police violated Kraft's rights when they secretly installed video cameras inside the Orchids of Asia day spa early last year. The courts later blocked video footage at trial, and that was the only known evidence against the 79-year-old. Okay? <laughs> good for Feel him. Feel good for that. Yeah. <laughs> the other one... <laughs> Orchids of Asia. That's not a bad name for a rub and tug, though. <laughs> or a fancy football team. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, the other feel-good he sent in is Minshew against Fitzpatrick. Battle of the facial hair. Fitz. The mustache versus the beard. I think the beard's a cooler look. I think guys that grow mustaches a lot time a lot of times have patchy sides for their beards, so they just stick with the mustache. Minshew's retort: "I'll let mine speak for itself," said the Jags QB. But I think I've shown I can grow a beard with no patchy sides. <laughs> I'm gonna have respect for my elders, especially when they're much much older. Oh yeah, well they're much much better than you tonight, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Minshew looked terrible. He looked bad. You lose one player. Yeah, as Johnny said, he's making Miami look like the Pittsburgh D. 
Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Beards and mustaches. That's like Huncho and Huncho and it Marty. Is, it is like Huncho and Marty. <laughs> yeah. I do have the mustache. Yeah, but you got you're not too patchy. No, not too patchy, no. no. I just keep no. it short. Uh funny thing, going into this week, there were only two quarterbacks in the league that have that threw three touchdowns in each game of their first two weeks. Ross and Gardner. Oh. She done. Done. She gone. She gone. All right. Now, I know, Gord, you're chomping. You're chomping. I know what you're looking for, but... And I know Feldman sent in his stories. Yeah. <laughs> but I also have a little bit of a of a Marty's feel-good this week. That's and this, good. this one I couldn't pass up because I saw it in week one when the Browns played Baltimore in Baltimore. Um, there was a Ravens super fan, 14 years old. His name was Mo Gabba. And uh, the team kind of adopted him last year as th- as their guy. Like, he was always in the dressing room and he came to games. Um, unfortunately, Mo died in July uh, of cancer. Um, so what the, Raven- what the Ravens did was in week one, they in- they put an entire section called Mo's Rose. Oh, nice. And they put cardboard cutouts of him featuring 575 cutouts of Mo. Um, and then what they did in the word Baltimore, they had it in both uh, ends- end-, end zones, they put M.O. in Baltimore in gold for this guy. Oh, nice. For this little kid. So I thought that was pretty pretty touching of them. It's a class. It's a classy move. Um, and he was actually, actually, Mo Gabba was the first person to announce an NFL draft pick that was written in Braille. Um, he came on the stage. I remember watching it. So, and his mom came out and said, she said, it's just hard to believe that my son left behind a legacy and all he was doing was just being himself, which I thought was a yeah. really nice, nice quote. For, yeah, um, Marty's feel good for sure. And then this last, this last feel good. Just had to toss <laughs> it in. Just Derek Naughty of the Chiefs after he won the Super Bowl. Uh, what he did with his money and to celebrate, he went to and paid the adoption fees for more than a hundred dogs at a Kansas City dog shelter, um, so that they could yeah. go to a good home. Oh, right away. That's so, my that's my man right there. Yeah, exactly. So props to Derek Naughty. You know, it helps when you always. Uh, have a goal and you you help I other had people. Dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I think this this next guy was dreaming big. Which what are we doing here? <laughs> what I thought I thought no. we were gonna hit the no namer. No. Well, I mean, if you want to, it's just uh, sounded. Teddy, are you able to adapt on the fly quickly? While while well, Gord while Gord's script doesn't... or are we hitting the? Yeah, I thought we would go. Oh, here. Okay. I thought we would go here. Are you cool with that? I'm cool with it. I'm yeah, cool fly by that. the seat of your pants. Not really married to anything. Oh. <laughs> so good it is a good song what's the uh what's the no frills been like with this whole covid era you know it's uh honestly it's been busy man it's been busy but you know what i went last night deadsville 
That's really? the time to go. In Whenever, the evening time. Like 8 o'clock? Yeah. yeah. Eight, around 8 o'clock. Not a single person in line. But I was walking around there last night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I needed some, you know, the staples. Eggs, bread, cheese, milk. Yeah. And Pringles. When, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the milk aisle, I, I noticed a guy on the back of the, the carton. Oh, yeah. Very familiar As one guy. always does. Very familiar Because it's guy. 2020 and that's how we find missing people. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, the milk carton minute wouldn't be anything without a guy who was, you know, being looked for, I guess. Yeah. And you know who's getting looked for is Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, yeah. He's, well, obviously, you know, I, Bruce Arians is straight up said he's our blocking tight end. And he does run block... <laughs> Pretty goddamn well. Yeah, because he's an absolute Frankenstein <laughs> Exactly. Monster. He's a monster. But fantasy-wise, he's off the radar. Yeah. He's done two games. Not ideal. 11 yards. <laughs> Three targets. Two of them came in the first game. The second target, second, second game, no catch. <laughs> so, Fuck. I mean, I think that guy can probably hit the wire, John. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Dude, but you know what? It wasn't even John. Grob Gronkowski in every single league that I drafted he was going, in. Man. He was going mid round, mid pack. Yeah. <sighs> That's a lot. He's an old tight end. He's had injury issues and he took a year off to wrestle. Yeah. Wrestling. You know? Ugh, wrestling is funny too. But you can let him go. But it's got it. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough when you believe in a guy. You think he's going to be there for you, and and he's gone. And no one can relate to that more than, than Britt. Britney's in a Britney's in a bit of a pickle right now. What's going on with Brit? Oh man, her dad is like her executor mm. to her estate and shit. I heard she finally got that done. Actually, I did hear oh, that nice. Jamie Lynn, her little sister, now controls it all. Oh yeah, she's crazy though. She's gone nuts, man. Yeah, she's gone nuts. The day she shaved her head and she was like ripping after paparazzi. That was the day you knew. It's just like, oh, baby. Just carve it off. Yeah. She can't always stay that girl on the MTV Awards dancing with the snake forever, you know? Oh, no. That was good. (laughs) Oh, man. Toxic? Toxic? The friggin' baby one more time video? Oh, Oh. man. Whew. Living That's our some generation. teenage dreams That's our generation, right now. Though. I had a picture of her in my locker. Ah, so did I. Oh, <laughs> man, who didn't? I used yeah. to love Brit. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, so hot. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to jump in. This is just going to be short and sweet. Puff Puff Prospects. This is just touching on what we talked about. Um, last year, we kind of highlighted a few players that might go in the draft. And I was actually rereading the... Um, the, the the pod script the pod script when I was because I sometimes take the uh, the old script and then I delete shit so I just know I don't forget anything so anyways I was going through it and I had actually uh, 
gone through some of the receivers that are now in the NFL. So LaVisca Chenault was number five, obviously landed in Jacksonville. But the neat thing I saw was T. Higgins, who was uh, drafted by the Bengals, was compared to Tyler Boyd. That was his NFL comparison. So that was, I just found that interesting that you're going to, if you've got a Tyler Boyd, why would you draft a guy that's like Tyler Boyd? So that was pretty cool. But like other ones, uh, Jerry Judy was Odell Beckham. C.D. Lamb was uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It was pretty cool. But anyways, with those prospects, at this year's draft, this is how the wide receivers went out. There were a total, we knew this was a deep pool, but there were a total of 36 wide receivers taken in uh, last year's draft, tied with, 2000, in, with the year 2003 for the most ever through seven rounds. 13 of those wide receivers were taken in the first two rounds, most ever. 23, were ta- uh, 23 teams took at least one wide receiver. 10 teams took at least two. And the Broncos, Eagles, and Raiders each took three. And nine wide receivers were from the SEC conference, which is pretty fucking crazy. Like, that's a deep, deep year. And guys like you you got that went late, like Brian Edwards, are guys that are being drafted in fantasy. True. Because of their role. Like, that, you know, we were talking, I forget who I was talking to. We were talking about Clyde Edwards-Lair. And he's a perfect example of a prospect where insane talent meets wonderful opportunity totally like they just meld together and you look at a guy like brian Edwards and henry ruggs like they go to a team that had no wide receivers no they got zay jones on the on the look roster. at a guy like saquon barkley yeah <laughs> goes to a team with no o-line yeah no chance to succeed yeah exactly and he still exceeds expectations yeah. as an individual joe burrow same joe thing burrow. same thing so you know like to have a deep wide receiver class this year oh baby it's, it's awesome for fantasy Totally. So good. Cool. Well, I think we're going to go to the no-namer. Are we no-naming? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the way we do it. Did you you do this one? I have one. I have (laughs) one. And I mean, like I said, I'm a big no-frills guy. Oh, yeah. Love it there. (laughs) Checking out the cartons. Making sure nobody in the neighborhood's missing. Right, <laughs> but and you know this guy he's a he's a tight end, my kind of guy, yeah, my kind of guy, yeah. Former basketball player in NCAA. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool, Mister Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> All right, what from a Indianapolis. Name. What a name! Had a great week. Six targets, five receptions for 111 yards. That's good. That's getting lanes. I don't know this off the top of my head, but is Jack Doyle hurt or is he Jack just... Jack Doyle's hurt. Oh, he is hurt. So yes. he's not the preferential one. No. He's just the new guy. He's the guy who got spot started yes. and burned him. Right. And T.Y. Hilton's got like fucking 22 yards. Yeah. And then you look at game. that Paris Campbell injury. I know. Isn't helping anyone. So it's like... Mo Ali Cox might be a guy to keep on your radar. Yeah. You might have to keep an eye on him. That's That was very true. And you got to look at guys like... Who's the next guy up at receiver? Is it the other rookie, Michael Pittman Jr., or is it a guy like Zach Pascal? Yeah, that Zach jumps Pascal, in there. Yeah. So it's just like I'm intrigued to see what happens in the in that Colts receiving. I mean, T.Y. Hilton should be the guy. He, he should be. 
He's still got the skills. I read somewhere that his grandma phoned him this week and said, Honey, I haven't been able to find you on the field lately. Ooh. Like, in, in the most, like, innocent way. Being like, have, have you been playing? And he's <laughs> like, yes, grandma. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know. I th- It should be T.Y., but... When an NFL player declines, it's a it's not a no, it's not it's, a slow process. No. It's a it's steep and it yeah. happens quickly. So I don't know. Moali Cox. Moali Cox. No frills, no neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Great name too. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Well, Gordon and I had a conversation earlier about reducing the bfb we've talked about it for years cutting back making it manageable you know gord's lofty goal is 45 minutes never that's gonna be attainable too, that's way too tight man we don't get through the questions in 20 yeah hour 15 hour 30 i think is the sweet spot yeah we're sitting at 120 right now yeah we're, we're gonna be over yeah we're gonna be but, over. that's first step first boys. step first step well the point i brought it up is because Rather than reduce the amount of segments we have, we've actually added two. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is not actually just not actually like a legit ep. It's just something we're going to be doing on the pod, and it's for our boy uh, Randy Rico Rodrigo Blankenship, <laughs> the new kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. And Rodrigo Blankenship, if you are unfamiliar, you need to Google this guy. He went to Georgia, wore number 98, had an amazing career, landed in Indianapolis, <coughs> took over for legend Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, my boy. And he wears sport goggles while he kicks. Just thick-rimmed sport goggles. Well, he's a high he's a high velocity kind of guy, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, when you're moving that fast. <laughs> uh, so this is Rodrigo Blankenship's bong reps. <laughs> Woo! Blankenship's bong reps. <laughs> Blankenship's bong reps. When we were uh, <clears throat> thinking about this idea, Gord Tex, he goes, Oh yeah, for uh, old Randy Blankenship? <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, oh, Rico, sorry. I was like, no, Rodrigo. I thought it was friggin' Randy. <laughs> friggin' Randy. Bo Bandy. Bo Bandy Blankenship. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Fuck. So that's that's one of the new ones, but we'll just work it in whenever. Yeah, Blankenship's. Yeah, that's rips. not like a segmented. You know, no, like but that. we there now, we do actually have a new segment, and uh, Gord's going to be handling this one. I yeah, I mean, I don't know how I got volunteered to handle this one, but um, well, we're trying to even out the workload. So now, <laughs> it's, now it's seventy thirty. So don't yeah, worry about okay, it. Okay, okay, <laughs> so we're sitting about seven. Yeah, sixty-five, thirty-five. Oh, perfect, but, nice. But this one's kind of a, a, you know, it's a good one. It's it's about the boys getting hung out to dry, right? Yeah. And and it's happened a few times. Yeah, different you scenarios know, for different sure. Different scenarios, but the latest one was uh, like everybody knows. I don't think I gotta say it, but this one's called uh, Droopy's Dry Rack. And that's because the boys got hung out to dry. Hung out to dry. Yeah, Just left us dangling in the wind. Dangling in the wind. And uh, 
the the player this week that left fantasy owners and their actual team out to dry is the one and only Chris Kirk Cousins. <laughs> okay. Yes. Pathetic. He was yes. pathetic. Brutal. 113 yards, wow. three interceptions, and three sacks. He's leaving them out to dry, and Minnesota fans alike, you know. Um, you know, he's only got one really NFL-caliber receiver in Adam Thielen, so he doesn't have much options, but he does have a run game. He's got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's got know? two capable tight ends. He's got Alexander Madison. Oh, he's got, he's got Irv Smith on one and Kyle Rudolph on the other. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's got options. and um, But, I don't know. He's got to be better for Lizzo, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and and mainly, you know, Fuck. the mini fans like Andy. I forgot about Lizzo. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings yeah, line. Yeah, going out with the Minnesota Vikings, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> terrible yeah terrible but terrible. and and guys like andy you know a little sad andy yeah yeah you know what but what are they gonna do what uh, are they gonna they do can, how man, much they... money and how much money and years are invested in welcome Kirk's to film? welcome to giantsville andy okay because <laughs> yeah. i'm right there with you buddy <laughs> fuck oh man okay well i'm gonna do this quickly there's a lot to go through. A lot I actually decided not to include. Ooh. But we're going into Matt Stank's stats. These ones are too good to ignore. Did you know this is something that you actually don't need to know? Uh, you forget this immediately after. You're, it will never serve you any purpose knowing this. But it takes 150 gallons of white paint, 50 gallons of orange paint, 45 gallons of brown paint, and 5 gallons of yellow paint to paint the field just at one time. That's just for the Browns. That's crazy. For one game. 150 gallons. Of white. Yeah. Hmm. That's a lot. All right. In his season and career debut, CEH Clyde Edwards Eller became the fourth player in the last 30 seasons with at least 130 rush yards and a touchdown in his debut. Each of the previous three rookies to do that either went on to win Rookie of the Year or a rushing title that season. Mm. Bodes well. My boy Baker. He's now the first quarterback in NFL history to make his first 30 career starts for the same team, but under four different head coaches. Again, our friends at Elias Sports Bureau let us know that only <laughs> one other quarterback has started for four different head coaches in his first three seasons without changing teams. His name... Blaine Gabbard. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been much talked about and publicized and discussed, but the Jaguars in one season lost Jalen Ramsey, or since last season lost Jalen Ramsey, traded to LA, Calais Campbell traded to Baltimore, AJ Boye traded to Denver, Yannick Ngakwe traded to Mini, Leonard Fournette traded, released, and then picked up by Tampa Bay, and then Ronnie Harrison, their safety, traded to Cleveland. That is staggering to lose that many guys on your D. Crazy. I don't know. It's it's nuts. Saxonville no more. No, not Saxonville. Did you know that the Falcons are the only team whose quarterback, running back, and wide receiver were all top 10 picks? Matt Ryan, third overall. Julio, sixth. And TG, tenth. <laughs> <laughs> Jabo, you talked about him earlier. Your boy Jabo, Jabu, <laughs> is it Jabu? <laughs> oh, like Hebrew. 
It's J. Jabuhi Boo. It's J A or J A B O O. That's Jabu. Jabu. Yeah, Boo. He's the uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only quarterback over the last forty seasons to have his first and last pass attempt with the franchise be a pick six. Bookends, baby. The Patriots defense in 2019. Never forget how good that 2019 Pats D was. They propelled Johnny to wins alone. Yes. When he had him. In the entire season of 2019, they allowed four touchdowns to wide receivers. In their game against Seattle this season, they allowed four touchdowns to wide receivers. Hmm. Pretty crazy. Aaron Jones, 236 all-purpose yards last week, were the most by a Packers player in nearly 64 years. It was Billy Houghton in 100, uh, who had 147 in, ni- on, in, <laughs> in 1956, October 21st being the date. Fuck. All right, Russ, what does he call himself? Unlimited... Is it let Cus, let Russ cook? Let, yeah. Let Cus rook? <laughs> fuck. I think it's dangerous. Oh, put a <laughs> fucking fork in me. <laughs> no, he's, he said he had that video where he's like, unlimited. He sounded like a total, total dork. Anyways. I don't follow the Russ. He's a knob, but he's good at football. He's great. Nine touchdowns this season, 11 incompletions. That's through two weeks of football. <laughs> That's crazy. That's fucking he might be nuts. the best quarterback in the league. Never had an MVP vote. Not one. No, which is wild. Yeah, crazy. Um, just props to Harrison Butt Kicker kicking three straight 50-yard, over 50-yard field goals to win the Chiefs the game. That was just wild. I can't believe he did that. This might be my favorite stat of the week. I came across it. I've got a source that sent me this one. Uh, I'm so happy he did. A okay, source. A source, yeah. These are the touches before their first touchdown. Okay? Okay. Touches, not games. Antonio Brown, one touch, and then a touchdown. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, one touch, touchdown. Martavis Bryant, one touch, touchdown. James Washington, one touch, touchdown. Claypool, four touches, touchdown. Deontay Johnson, nine touches, touchdown. Really? The Steelers are a legit factory. Yeah. It's a factory. And that's not even like Mike Wallace was also there. Don't forget about him. Like, oh, yeah. They drafted all these guys. They, it's just insane. And Claypool looks like the real Ooh. fucking deal, man. And Canadian. Is he Canadian? BC boy. Pretty fucking nuts. That's wild. Yeah. Chase Claypool. Remember it, Robbie, in the QMP. <laughs> All right, Steelers uh, Texans game on Sunday will be the first game that JJ, TJ, and Derek Watt have all played together at any level of their football career, and it's also the second time that a trio of brothers have played in an NFL game since 1927, which the first one was last year with the Edmonds. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, now I'm going to do a quick Marty's milestone sub segment of Matt Stank stats. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this one's just... Hour 30, yeah. so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this one's just a quick one about the uh, about the Hall of Fame. So, did you know that in the Hall of Fame, in terms of quarterbacks, there are 14 number one picks who are in the Hall of Fame. There are 17 undrafted free agent quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Really? Which is nuts. 
Speaking of the Hall of Fame, you can take it to the bank. Luke Keekley's going there for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to take a quick minute because he officially announced his retirement over the off season, and I think it's underappreciated how good this guy was for how how long he was in the league. So he had a thousand one thousand ninety two tackles first in the NFL since two thousand twelve. So the, all these stats are from two thousand twelve. He had seven Pro Bowls, which was tied for first. Uh, five-time first-team All-Pro, tied for first. 18 interceptions, which is the most among linebackers. One Defensive Player of the Year. Once one uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Seven seasons as a team captain. And this was all before the age of 28. He retired yeah. at 28. So here's a list of the people who have won Defensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year in back-to-back seasons. Lawrence Taylor, Luke Keekley. That's Crazy. it. So this guy's going to Canton. Canton. Cannon. Cannon. <laughs> Cannon, Ohio. <laughs> Heard it? Uh, and then the last one I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame inductee this past season, Edron James, uh, left wrote this quote on his Instagram after he got told that he was going to the Hall of Fame. He said, started with gold teeth, ended with a gold jacket. Oh, shit. Yeah. And those are mass dank stats. Baby. Oh, baby. And the Marty's Milestone. <laughs> and the Marty's Milestone. You can't get enough of it. Mm-mm. Well, I've been waiting so long for this part. This is my favorite segment. <laughs> it's my favorite segment because I've inserted myself into this segment. <laughs> so without further ado, it's time for Grinder. hour days oh, 14 man. hours you know what the kid's been grinding oh kids been grinding man shops been busy been you know just i gotta represent my segment you wow. have to this is right. this is not just your segment this might be the the <laughs> cornerstone segment of this podcast i don't know man you know it's uh it, it might be a favorite i would say united and the grinder yeah Right? Those yeah. are the two pretty much OG mm-hmm. segs, right? Yeah. Segments have come and gone. And the best part about both those segments happened organically, mm-hmm. not even forced. Mm-hmm. Just I couldn't stop yipping about jerseys, and you just kept talking about your knuckles being scraped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's tradesman life, right? <laughs> but this is season three's first segment of the grinder yeah and i'm going with a guy that everybody knows i'd like small white <laughs> oh receiver <my> god <laughs> and jesus Corey, where is, <laughs> what have you been doing in quarantine have you opened up a newspaper we cannot continue down this path <laughs> jesus christ Me i want to i want to keep potting man i don't want cancel oh culture coming god. for us no cancel cultures coming because he's a he's a national treasure man. That's Mr. Julian Edelman. Yeah, All true. Right? Pillar in the Jewish community. Pillar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he's just he's a grinder, man. He's a little bulldog. Mm-hmm. That guy. 
goes out, runs through the slot, gets some yards, gets tackled, wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dude, I'll never forget that catch against Atlanta. Absolutely that, not. Oh, man, unreal. Absolutely not. So, he's the grinder of the week. Julian Edwin, 178 yards through the air. Damn. And... No Teddy. No touchdown. <laughs> As we mentioned. Got, got tackled at the one. Yeah. And then he dropped one in the back of the end. Dropped one in the back. Hit him right in the hands. But they're saying that Cam fastball is way faster. Uh, like has way more zip on it. Turn the jugs up. You know? <laughs> Turn the jugs up. <laughs> Fucking Coach Gord. Fucking oh, right. well. And that's, that's I mean, that's episode 34's grinder. Yeah. And you know what? A grinder... Never takes a day off. No, man. You know? No. They work tirelessly. They put in that work on the weekends. It's What's that saying? What you do in the dark shows in the light? <laughs> oh, baby. you got to be grinding all the time. And you're not taking Saturday off. You're not no. taking Sunday off. You're working every day of the week. Monday's Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday's Thursday. Friday, Saturday. Sunday. Monday's Tuesday, Wednesday, Matt does have the voice of an angel. If you want to know his Insta handle, dude, he is so funny to watch on Instagram. He, this guy, I don't know what country he lives in. Far away. Looks Filipino. Yeah. He'll take, if you send your business, he will sing whatever you write as the ad. He will sing it and post it on his Instagram account. So I'm thinking, maybe... <laughs> Maybe we get ourselves a theme song. Oh, man. I would pay for that. Dude, Kay, let us know what you think about it. Because <laughs> if you guys want to check him out, his name is Soitiet on Instagram. At Soitiet. S-O-Y-T-I-E-T. Check him out. He sings a lot of jingles. I've seen him do a couple cannabis companies. No way he would turn down a hit podcast. No, man. No. Oh, my God. And then, like, what do we pick for lyrics? Oh, we'd have to write them. <laughs> yeah, handwritten only. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, all right. Monday, well, Tuesday. <laughs> well, the uh, we debated getting rid of this. Oh, I all to. last year. <laughs> little time goes by. Boys forget how much they hate it, and they say, "No, no, no, let's keep it." So, yeah, I guess we're fucking doing this. Fearless Forecast. But let's not be married to it, you know? Yeah, like if, I If I it's agree. going to shit, Fearless yeah, Forecast... It like, might get scrapped. It'd be worth dealing with the criticism mm-hmm. um, than actually, like, dealing with the other criticism of, of like, actually your shitty pitch. Guessing wrong every week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Honestly, but you know what? I'm back. Well, <laughs> it's a new season here we go i thought we were over it but here we are back again you know fucking just making fools of ourselves all the time look at us hey look at us look at us huh? who would have thought not me <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, fuck. Oh. You're back, though. I'm back. Let's get off to a hot start. I'm hot. Okay, let's All do right. it. And I'm going with a guy that we saw live. Mr. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, baby. First, Minnie. First, Andy's Minnie. Well, when we saw him, he was on the bench. No, but he came in. Oh yeah, that was the that was the turn. Yes, that, that was, was the, the turning ship. point. That's what propelled the so Titans saw, to the AFC final. Exactly, we saw well, the TSN turning point. We were in attendance. I don't know if we <laughs> saw anything. <laughs> there was only twelve first downs that whole game. Man. We didn't see shit. Oh fuck! But takes on Mini this week. Okay, I don't think he's gonna go fucking wild for four hundred yards or nothing like that. But I. Do think he is going to throw for over 303 tutties. I don't think they're going to use the ground game. I think they're just going to attack. Damn. Okay. I don't mind that. I don't mind that prediction. Tanny's been good against Tanny's Mini. Tanny's been good. Against Mini, too. He's been looking listless, Ooh, man, yeah. on both sides of the ball. Porous. Exactly. <laughs> and my tight end this week is uh, another guy that's dear to my heart. Mr. Hunter Henry. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Came back from injury. Looking good. And I think Hebert's going to need that dump off. That fucking... That safety quick, valve. Yeah, that yep. safety valve. Yep. Um, they're against Carolina, who's fucking pillow soft. Yeah. Right now. Yep. So... Both sides of the ball. I think he's going over 80 yards and one score. I'd love that. I would love that. Hell Yeah. It'd Got him nice. in one of my leagues. I'd love for that to happen. But now you've cursed me. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> At wide receiver, I went with Will Fuller the fifth against oh. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh! He's That's com- fearless. Oh, well, he's coming off a week two game. He saw zero targets. He was playing. Uh, battling a bit of a hamstring injury. But now, he's matched up against the best D in the whole league. You can argue it, but it's pretty damn accurate they are the best um the way they have legit playmakers on every level of that d joe hayden's playing like his early days in cleveland it looks good he is playing they're, well they're buzzing they're buzzing so i'm thinking uh old will fuller the fifth will be cut to four catches and under 35 <coughs> yards <coughs> at running back todd Gurley, the second oh, of his no. name i gotta start him versus the chicago bears well gord listen to this what a feel-good story this offseason. Gurley returning to Georgia where he played his college ball, wearing that familiar red and black, all while rejuvenating his career with the Falcons. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> no, because it's not true. It hasn't been the case. He's only had 117 yards on 35 carries in two games. It also Week doesn't... wasn't bad. Wasn't... Yeah, well, he only had... I think it was... Yeah, it was something ridiculous like... 14 carries and 11 carries or something like that. Or uh, 23 carries or something like that. Give but me the ball. They, yeah, they're not that offense, though. No. They went out and signed this guy, and they're not that offense. They're an air attack offense. Ask Matt Ryan. Look at his stat line, you know? I think TG is going to be held to under 50 yards. No touchdowns against the Bears. The Bears. Now, there is a little bit of ulterior motive to picking those two guys, too. Because coincidentally, they both uh, reside on Kamish Goodkell's N40L team, the Kitten Boys. So, <laughs> I want to leave Kellen. I want to kind of put Kell's mind in a pretzel. What do you do? Do you listen to your boy? I'm self-smart, 
Marty. Yeah. <laughs> or self, I'm self taught. Self smart. Self smart baby. <laughs> or do you go with what happened last year? Do you have faith that the rule of opposites will apply, and that your picks will actually be number one and number one in their respective uh, position yeah. pools, and leave them in your lineup? You know what to do. What to do? It's hard to say, but I don't know. I I think this year you got to look at me. I'm a I'm a new new player. Uh, like I, I'm I'm rejuvenated. I'm not who I used to be. You know, and I'm a I'm a self smart kind of guy. Thing with me is that. I am smart, and I'm smart. I'm self-smarted, basically by myself, basically from nature and smoke and drugs and doing different things. I've self, like, self-learned myself, and that's the whole difference, I guess, is that I don't need the books or the, the schooling type things. I just get everything on my own, and because of that, I'm alive right now. I mean, if I read more books or tried to go on to college and different things like that, I'd be dead right now because. People say books in college are for to be to make you smarter, but they can also be for to be to get you dead, which is what could happen to me. My brain doesn't use enough oxygen because I don't have the whole thing filled with the different stuff. And if it was full, it's only part full, and that's why I'm alive right now. Guys are getting here. Hey, can you read this book? Try to get smarter. I'm like, all right, I'll pretend to read it, but I'm not going to really read it because then my brain will be more full. And if I have another heart attack, I'm going to die. So I get out of here now and spend time with Lucy and Trinity and get my family going again. Basically, that's all that matters to me. They come and visit me a couple times in jail for the first time ever, which is awesome. Lucy seems to be really digging me and looking really good, and I just want to get out of here and see them, exercise a bit, maybe eat better, and try to quit smoking. <laughs> I'm self-smarted, but I can't oh, wait to see what Kellen, what Kellen does. Oh, man. He's going to... Yeah, I mean... But you know what? It's kind of a curse because uh, old old Chili was in Edmonton briefly before he, he had to head back to Calgary and then right away Houston. But we were sitting around his parents' place around a fire and he actually said, you know what, Matt? Like, are you worried about your team? Talking about my 40 team. <laughs> Talk about my 40 team. <laughs> and so I have to answer questions around the campfire in front of him and Stuart about this. And then his team proceeds to go out the very next week and put up 57 points. <laughs> so, I'm self-smarted, and yeah. I know that y'all fucked yourself. So, yeah. there you go, Kel. Take it, buddy. Keep my name out your mouth. Yeah, put respect on that name. <laughs> Shit. Well, we're almost at the end. Hour 45 in. We're yeah, ripping. We're ripping. Okay. Buds and duds. You want to go first? Duds, or do you want buds to go first? Uh, yeah, we'll go, uh, yeah, we can do the duds first. I mean, it's a guy, at QB, it's a guy we already talked about, Kirk Cousins. He had a terrible week. Yeah, you already talked about. Terrible week. 113 yards, three interceptions, uh, three sacks. Get him out of here. He had, like, fucking, in some, in some leagues, he had negative points. Brutal. So, you know, tough one for the kid. Running he has, back. The, he has the ability to bounce back. I know though. he does. Yeah. He could be a bounce back boy. So too. Ho- hopefully, you know. I would say he's a gunslinger. Yeah, I'm I sure. just gotta let him fly. Uh, running back, Sonny Michelle, um, <laughs> Sony. No, I'm just I'm just looking at your notes. You spelt Michelle like the <laughs> like a girl's name, Michelle. <laughs> what is it? Two L's? Well, his name? No, yeah. no E on the end. Oh, come on. Well, I'm just saying, Sonny Michelle. 
Uh, no, it's like uh, it's, uh, it's actually quite legible this week. I have to say, yeah, it's like, not bad. Damn, yeah, not bad. No, oh, seven rush attempts, nineteen rush yards, one target. Must have had a full pack to smoke while you wrote that. <laughs> reason no, to stay. Yeah, well, <laughs> getting good lighting on my desk. Yeah, <laughs> wide receiver Allen Robinson um, against the Giants had a dud week. Man, nine targets, three receptions. And 33 yards. When you're getting nine targets, you got to be producing a little more. Than that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that in that in that offense, you're the top dog. And Anthony Miller, who should be number two, has not looked good. No, you got to capitalize that. You're leading that team as the number one wide receiver. Exactly. You got to snag those. Exactly. Uh, tight end guy who people took early, Mark Andrews versus Houston, mm. was getting shut down. Couldn't get anything going. Three targets, one reception for 29 yards. That's it. Invisible. Tough. Invisible. Tough when you're spending that draft capital. Yeah. That draft capital on a tight end that early, you oh. expect, you got to know. Yeah. You got to know because if anything's proven this year, it is how deep the tight end pool has suddenly turned out to be. It's not bad Like at if all. you waited, you could walk away with a guy like Hunter Henry was falling and Hayden Hurst was falling. Yeah. Or Noah Fant was falling. Or... Yeah, like you, you can grab those guys, and I, like if it were me, obviously my feelings are well known on the position. But if I were to spend a fifth or a sixth round pick on a guy like Mark Andrews, yeah. and that's what he's giving me right off the hop, it'd be like what? Like I can hit that off the wire yeah, in the oh, tight totally. end pool because you got guys like I think you got him, Logan Thomas, the Washington guy, Isaiah Thomas. Ian Thomas? <laughs> you got Thomas from Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, do, I so, do. and like he's been ser- pretty serviceable. And then you look like, okay, uh, Blake Jarwin goes down. Some guy named Dalton Schultz pops into the Dallas Cowboys lineup. Logan he's got, Thomas, yeah. Logan, Logan Thomas, Thomas yeah. yeah. He's got like eight or nine uh, targets and receptions. Like, yeah. So it's just like this year, it seems like for the past couple of years, the tight end position has been so bare. And so hit or miss. And now all of a sudden this year, you can look on the wire and there are great guys out there. And then there's guys that people expected to do really well. You know, I'm, I'd, I'd argue to say that probably Mark Andrews was going in front of Darren Waller. Way Darren Waller's been insane. Darren Waller's been great. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough position to gauge. I don't want to say a toe to so, but I fucking <laughs> a toe to so. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, the buds of the week in happier news, we're going to start at quarterback, my boy Dakota Prescott against the Atlanta Falcons, 43 fantasy points, 450 passing yards and one touchdown and three rushing touchdowns. And that's basically this only came in the second half. Yeah. They did nothing in the first. So good on you, Dak. At wide receiver, Robbie. Your boy, Stefan Diggs, against Miami. 25 fantasy points. Great week. 13 targets, 8 grabs, 153 yards, a touchdown. He's averaging 120 this season. Chemistry already clicking oh, with Josh Allen. Moving, and coming from a guy that's watched Baker and Odell fight to make that happen, that's huge. huge. And that's great to see. So good on you. Put him in your lineup if you were doubting. <laughs> uh, running back, Aaron Jones. Detroit Lions, 45 fantasy points. Yeah, wild. Oh, insane week. He hit the end zone three times, twice on the ground, once through the air, 236 yards total. He's balling out this year. 
and seems to be just as motivated as Aaron Rodgers to prove his general manager that he did absolutely the worst choices in the draft. Oh. Because you look back, they took Jordan Love, and then in the second round, A.J. Dillon running back. Yeah. And what position are they strongest at? Quarterback, running back. They didn't need to do that. And all they, you know, maybe in some twisted way. Maybe it was trying to get him motivated. Yeah, spark that, you know. And get a get a fire lit under their ass, and it's working, man. Green Bay oh, looks they're playing well. Yeah, at tight end, okay, I couldn't decide, so I gave a tie, and and I think the story behind it is interesting and deserved to be told because both these tight ends finished with twenty three fantasy points, but they got there very different ways. Tyler Higby caught five of five targets, fifty four yards only though, but he hit the end zone three different times. Yeah. Mike Jacecki, <laughs> Mike Jacecki, <laughs> who Gore dropped before the week started. No, I didn't. I don't think I had. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, look on the wire. The triple F Lee, you dropped him, and C Rob picked him up, and they balled out for C Rob oh. with Kittle on the bench. Anyways, <laughs> he had 130 yards and a touchdown on eight catches. Both tight ends looked great at a position that suddenly presents itself, as I said. <laughs> With depth yeah, for fantasy. Let's go. Okay. Last thing to talk about before we get into story time. Our leagues. Oh, yeah. We'll keep it quick. Uh, I'll cover the 40. If, or no, why don't you cover the 40? I just have some questions about the 40. <laughs> okay. We need yeah. to talk about it after. Yeah, but I go can cover the 40. Sure. Um... Okay, well, the Hard Hats lost to Careless Whisper, uh, putting me in eighth and Johnny in third. What beat me ninety to seventy-seven? Yeah, the Scoundrels who are looking strong just breeze over John's dominance. <laughs> I made the joke earlier this week, but if you Google the Rundle Hard Hats, their Wikipedia page it lists <laughs> it lists John as the owner. Okay, anyway, the Scoundrels beat Kitten Boy uh, one fifteen to fifty-three. Just putrid. Um, <laughs> oh, I told I gave him fifty seven. I gave yeah. him credit. Sorry, <laughs> 53. Cal. Fifty three. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> Naheem Hines, thirty three bucks. <laughs> might be a new low. <laughs> and uh, the Blazers beat the Coronas one forty one to one thirty one. That's a high scoring, high game. scoring type matchup yeah, for sure. Scary, Andy the Broad. Coronas, the Coronas don't look bad. No. Um, Region adjective lost to the Cowtown Killers, one ninety eight, one ninety one twenty two. Yeah, and that was one ninety eight, and that's a record. Record most points in a week in the N forty L ever, one hundred and ninety eight. Defeldi smashed the previous record, one hundred and sixty three. Good on him. Demolish it. It's too bad he couldn't eclipse the two hundred mark, but one ninety eight. Wow, good yeah. on you. Additionally, he also set a new record with the most touchdowns scored by a fantasy team in one week with 13 last week. Really? 13 touchdowns from his starting lineup. <laughs> Craziness. <laughs> fucking flop it out, Feldy. Yeah, good buddy. Just fucking yeah. get the helicopter going. Let's yeah, go. Absolutely. Uh, the Degenerates, sitting nicely in second, um, beat the Boners <laughs> 110-90 to 109 
88. <laughs> Ouch. Tough, tough one. Uh, the boners are oh, shriveled. <laughs> oh, that's a rough one. That's Just a rough shriveling one. them. Be- oh, and Stu hit some injuries last week. I feel for him, man. Yeah. Some uh, Jerry Judy, not as serious as first thought, but man, losing Saquon. Tough, tough one. Tough. Um, tough. But Pirates quietly are in 12th. Boners <clears throat> look like the end of a balloon. A tight end of a balloon right now. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> the Linwood Butt Pirates lost to the Valley View Vices, and the Butt Pirates are in 12th. Vices are in 7th. Um, Vices took them down 111 to 105. Tight game. Yeah, real tight. All right, before I talk about the Triple F League, I just for the N40, uh, who owed 40s for finishing last place? Have they been drank? And uh, if, we do, if they haven't, who owes? I drank, didn't I? When, though? Here? Did we do a pod? I can't remember. <laughs> so you were last in our div, but the other league, the other ones, did. were those paid? Maybe Scott? I don't know. I don't know. But I think he might have drank his. Who knows? Let's just have a discussion. I just want to incite some talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Well, jumping into the Triple F, uh, this was our week one due to our delay. Uh, so we'll go through it pretty quick. The Kenny Banyas had a huge week, considering that they auto-drafted every injured player available on the draft board. They uh, beat the Grosvenor Gluttons 160-91, to crushed them. A uh, huge week for the Banyas. Uh, they sit in second. Grosvenors are in last place 12th. Trouser Snakes won a close one against Johnny Schmiller's team. 100. Oh my God. The Titanic flute. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. The Trouser Snakes, 139. Johnny Schmiller's team, 130. Snakes are in fifth. Schmiller's team, or just team, is in eighth. Uh, first place. This needs to give a little love. Yeah. After one week, nine rivers and counting. 167 points. They beat Mapletron 126. Uh, good on you, John. Just crushing it. Oh, I'm cracking hard. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, the River City Rough Riders. They beat Bell Ray- Is it Bell Reeve or Bell Bell Reeve? Bell Reeve Bulldogs. 148 to 139. The Ramosas got into the wind column right off the hop. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Idlewild Waps. <laughs> Great name. Great name. 131 to 104. And in the last matchup of the week, my Old Town Tokes took home the victory. 137 to 119 over I Pity the Foles. And that was the week in the triple. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the pod. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to step back. I'm going to let Gordo take it from here. So pumped to be back. Oh, and, it's uh, great to be back. Yeah. It's great to be back. But, you know, this summer, the story time, um, it's, uh, uh, it's a tough one for the kid, I guess. But I had uh, my gal, Rosie, yeah, quietly cross over the, uh, the what is it? What do they call it? Golden rainbow. Yeah. Neon rainbow. The neon rainbow. But, um, Spirit that's okay. Spirit in the sky, man. Spirit in the sky. So I was just going to tell the quick story about how I came about to get the old rosebud. Yeah. And, uh, it was a tough summer for the kid, man. Yeah. Losing the pup. 
You know? Yeah, for sure. Dude, 12 years I had that dog. Yeah. 12 years. So this this episode's quietly dedicated to the Rosebud as well. Totally. And, it's uh, all for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I first moved out into the Miller house. And I said to my mom, I said, I'm either going to get a dog or a girlfriend. And the next day we went to the SPCA. So... Obviously, I couldn't just go there and not come back with one, but I'm hunting around in there, and I see this, like, it's like ghetto cage style, and there's a piece of cardboard in front of the one dog, and it was Rosie, and I was like, oh, like, what's going on? Why do they mm-hmm. have the cardboard there? And she's like, well, I don't know. She nips at people, and she's white-eyed, and she's done all this stuff, and so I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, let's give her, yeah, let's give her a chance, right? So, take her out, do the whole adoption, gotta meet her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, well, I'm going to take her home. Because obviously she's never going to get fucking adopted if I don't take her home. And, uh, and yeah, so me and my mom took her home. Her name was Belle. We changed it to Rosie. And, uh, she gave me a fucking run for my money, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big time, man. Like, I was like, holy fuck, like, what did I get myself into, <laughs> right? But she was a great girl, and uh, yeah, it was a tough one. Tough one this summer for the kid, man. Yeah. Like I said, 12 years for Rosebud, and so, you know, this this ep- episode 34 is dedicated to the bud. For sure. Yeah, so, man, you you gave, you and Megs gave her oh, the best life. Oh, she was life. a good, good dog, The man. best life. And like, had, just being at the wedding and like hearing the stories of how she actually was a huge factor in bringing you two together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, she was the best. Yeah. She was the best dog ever, man. Great girl, yeah. great girl, so. But, uh, yeah, she's with the boys now, so it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. But, For sure. Yeah, well, episode 34, brother. For sure. It was we, a lot of fun. Oh, man. Can't wait to do it again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, we'll see the boys next Thursday. Absolutely. This one's for you, Rose. Mm-hmm. Levi jacket broken in just right. I left it on the bleachers that Friday night. Felt so cool in that stonewashed face. There's just some things that can't be replaced That run around freedom summer 89 Spinning that bottle on a lot of first times It was all summed up on a Memorex mixtape There's just some things that can't be replaced Oh, it don't matter how hard you try. Oh, all the money in the world won't ever buy what you miss, what you want back. It'd be nice, but life don't work like that. You can get damn close, but it won't ever be the same. There's just some things that can't be replaced. There's just some things that can't be replaced
cinnamon hair and a heart of gold Chevy Cavalier on an old back road A boom farm kiss that I still taste There's just some things that can't be replaced Whoa. No matter how hard you try You miss what you want back Be nice, but life don't work like that You can get damn close, but it won't ever be the same There's just some things that can't be replaced From a single man to three kids and a wife Friends come and go, but when it comes to jail There's just some things that can't be replaced Whoa, no matter how hard you try What you want back Be nice but life don't work like that You can get damn close But it won't ever be the same There's just some things that can't be replaced There's just some things that can't be replaced Whoa 